Well, you're wow. listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes with Brad Borders and John Galena, and this is something new and different today. It is an 80s hairband intro. I uh, love it, man. You know, uh, I knew that we had been fired for Tuesdays, but uh, now we're some, here on our second Thursday, and now apparently we have new intro music. Get some spandex <laughs> pants, and uh, off we go, man. Well, the only thing that won't work is big hair for Devin. Um, or you me. Know, I guess. Well, I guess maybe we could get one of those wigs to put on Devin. And oh, that, that is messed up. <laughs> Come on, we, yeah. we have. Uh, I've subject. actually got some wigs. I've got wigs. Oh, I, I could put you in a wig today. Today, yeah, half I'll, price for you for for charity. Yeah, you, you, for charity. You, you get like a. Uh, We're gonna send you. What's in? What, I got a free subscription to Hair Club for Men for you, there, Big Daddy. <laughs> oh gosh, a free subscription for Hair Club <laughs> to Men. It's called a wig. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I'll pass. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, right. I, I can tell there's love in it, though. You there, know. there, lots of love. Only love. So, <laughs> you know, we've seen we've seen a lot of love today. We have. It's been a heavy day, man. And uh, so, um, for those that are listening here locally to uh, Statesville and Iredell County, um, a couple years ago, we did a well, we do this cycling event called Take That Hill, and we met a veteran the first year we did it, named Bill Rocap, who. Um, uh, was living on top of Barrett Mountain over in Alexander County in, in basically a tool shed. And um, o- over the course of a couple of months, we um, we developed a plan to help him to get into a permanent dwelling that was suitable for somebody who served our country. And, well, we uh, we got him a tiny home. And, and for the last uh, Not year just a half, tiny home, a home that he called his purple home. Yeah, he called it his purple home. And, and um, he's been living in a warm, safe, dry place uh, for the last year and a half. He's been uh, surrounded by a lot of loving family and friends and, and neighbors. Yeah, People going up and visiting him about every week. Yeah, and, and so one of the things that Bill did that was kind of his mission in life is Bill um, made these little white crosses. And... Uh, if you drive through Alexander County or Nardo County, uh, pretty much anywhere uh, around here, you're, if you start looking around, you're going to see these little white crosses on people's mailboxes and in their flower beds and, you know, all kinds of things. And so Bill, um, that was his mission, man. He, he wanted, he, he, he'd been approached us. He said, you know, he knew we worked with Home Depot and, you know, he was like, what if we could put these crosses at every Home Depot store in, in America, right? You know, I mean, he, he was a big, he thought strategically, man. I mean, you know, he, he, was, uh, he was quite the character. And, and uh, unfortunately, about six months ago, he was diagnosed with a terminal uh, illness. And um, so um, his health declined over the last uh, few weeks and uh, was underneath hospice care and uh, actually made it back to his home from the hospital where he had uh, his friend Michael from church that was caring for him. Hospice was looking after I, I him. I wouldn't necessarily uh, say it as he made his way back home. Uh, uh, he demanded. He did. He demanded that he go it, yep. to his purple he did home not, to spend out his he days. He did not want to. He did not want to spend the, the last days of his life uh, and uh, in in the hospital. And so, about a week and a half ago, he came home. We planned a, uh, a little day to go up with some of our employees um, and some local volunteers, some, some of the guys from F3 here in Statesville, and uh, to do a work day and uh, to, build, to build crosses for, for Bill in honor of Bill. And, uh, Something that he asked for every time that we spoke with him. Yeah, he wanted us to build crosses in our, in our shop. And, uh, you know, we were like, hey, man, we got tiny homes to build, you know. And, and, uh, but anyhow, John, thank you for taking initiative in, on, on uh, driving that train. And 
So we had about 20 people up there today, and, and um, I, I went, before everybody got there, I went in to Bill's bedroom, and um, he's, you know, obviously he had labored breathing, and I prayed for him for about 10 minutes, and um, his buddy Michael um, told me that this morning he, he told Bill that, you know, everybody from Purple Heart Homes is coming to build crosses on your, on your property here they're doing it here and he said that he hasn't really been responsive the last couple of days but when he told him that that he he looked up and and uh and, and had a reaction to that and i guess probably you know 100 crosses in after we had Shoot, built yeah. 100 after in, we built yeah. 100 in um i walked back over to his house to go check on him and he had just taken his last breath so he passed away while we were there uh, building those crosses and it was uh it was a pretty. Uh, it was a very profound moment. Uh, I think. I mean, for me, it was. Uh, it was very sobering, and to think that um, you know he left this world when we were there, um, doing his mission. You know, and and I and I told all of our um, people that that came up there with us. I said everybody has a mission in life. Everybody needs a mission. We we need we need that, and that was Bill's mission. And and I think it was just a signal to him that you know, hey. Uh, I can go home now, you know, and, and um, it was a pretty profound moment and glad yeah. to be a part of it. And it was you know, all the emotions I had sad and, and um, grief and, you know, tears and, and, and all that. We're going to we're going to really miss Bill. And, and uh, but uh, what a blessing that this community um, dug deep and uh, made the last year and a half of his life. Um, really good years because he loved that little house that he was living in. Sure did. And let me just tell you, we've, we've got a special guest today. Uh, we've got uh, First Sergeant Andy Sapala, uh, now officially retired First Sergeant Andy Sapala. And uh, he knows all about a mission himself. And, uh, you know, um, I've known Andy now for, I guess, somewhere around 24, 25 years. I'm sorry and, about that, Andy. <laughs> yeah, he's he. You know what? But what I can say is, I invested into his career because he he has had a career as a as a military professional HR specialist, and I taught him all the things not to do early in his career so that he could later go on to coach all those soldiers and all those leaders on how to uh, be proficient and not ruin your it's career. It's like, oh, look at me, John. I learned from my mistakes. <laughs> he probably got to read over his paperwork and yeah. uh, go, oh, oh, that's so now the, the one thing. The one thing that Andy uh, can say that, uh, that we learned to do together, and that was to uh, collect all the unit guide-ons uh, together in front of Charlie Battery so everybody knew who was the best. <laughs> Stolen so, guide-ons, I'm assuming. Uh, I, I, we didn't with Army relocation plans. Yeah. No such thing <laughs> Stealing of resources. No stealing yeah, in the military. Yeah, we're really it. excited to uh, have Andy on the show, and so uh, welcome, Andy. I know we're getting ready to uh, take our first break, and we're uh, slowly uh, getting into this new rhythm for the for the new uh, show schedule. But uh, really excited to have you on, and we'll uh, we'll dig into your background and uh, your career as we return back uh, from the break, and and just hear about some of the challenges that you've uh, witnessed and soldiers that you have led as they've transitioned out, mm -hmm. and now things that you're contemplating mm -hmm. and uh, and facing as you're transitioning yourself as well. But yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, thank good you to have for you your here. service. Hey, before we go to break, I want to let everybody know that Rocky Lynn has got a uh, documentary coming out, and those right. are Rocky Lynn's a recording artist uh, here in Statesville, and been all over. 
over America. And then just not 10 minutes ago, I was in his studio, and we got a couple of albums here, uh, vinyl, no doubt. Uh, but I met, uh, he had Danny Carr in, in his studio, who has been on America's Got Talent and has now made it to the semifinals. She's going back out and impress and going to impress Simon Cowell again in August. And, uh, man, she's just a delightful human being. And I just listened to her brand new song, and it's called um, uh, I Just Want to Be Better. I'll tell you, I'm, I I'm just very excited. Be I, oh, I'm my definitely gosh, watching with anticipation yeah. to see how far she goes to think of the talent that we have right here in our community. And so you're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. We're going to be right back after this short break to hear from retired First Sergeant Andy Sapala and the work that he's going to be doing and the challenges that he can tell us about in reintegration. Stand by. All right, we are back live with you at the WSIC News Studios, and uh, we are here with retired First Sergeant Andy Sapala. And uh, Andy, uh, our, an artilleryman turned I'm HR sorry. specialist and uh, all-around great guy and great American. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brad. Well, John and Brad and Devin, too. How are you all doing today? <laughs> doing great, brother. Well... Me and Brad are doing great. I don't know about Devin. <laughs> you know, I was doing I was doing just fine until I got here. I mean, uh, y'all made fun <laughs> of my I, hair, you know, or lack thereof. Yeah, there you go. I, I, my, my feelings were a little hurt. Well, I, I thought your feelings were hurt because we wouldn't let you bring the bourbon in. <laughs> Is that an FCC violation? Well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did want to bring the bourbon in, have a future. I, it was in honor of Sapala. He's, I, I, you know, we all call a, or I call Sapala the Bourbon Fairy because he's got a, he's got an epic stash of bourbon that he carries around in his trunk. <laughs> he does. He does. All, just for the record, for any police officers listening, they are not all they are all sealed containers. None are unopened. Yeah, not in his hand. Not in his not hand. In his hand. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, Andy, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How, how, what brought you into the military? What what made you join the military? So, uh, I joined the military in 1995. I joined the first of one thirteenth field artillery for you, Brad. You're welcome. Which is within the 30th Brigade. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what ended up happening was one of my buddies that I worked with in high school. He joined Charlie Battery, and uh, he came into Super Kmart, so that was way back in the day in 95. And he told me he joined the, the Guard, so, you know, I was like, hey, I'm interested, and I ended up joining and became field artillery back in 1995. We went in the buddy program, and uh, we served together until he got out to go active duty. Awesome. So um, I did from 1995 to 2010, no, I'm sorry, 2009, no, 2010 with the, the first, the 113th, then I jumped around a little bit to the 120th. Then the 30th BSTB, which was out of Durham, and then eventually settling at Joint Force Headquarters pretty much from 2010 until 2023. I just retired one, well, 30 June. And so, uh, you know, I, I met. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and, and during that time, uh, how many deployments did you have? I had one in 2004, one in 2009, 2010, and then. One in 2019-20 during COVID. 
Wow. Was that Iraq 2009-10? Yeah, so I was in Iraq 2004 and then Iraq back in 2009-2010. Yeah, it was funny. In summer of 2009, I was at Camp Virginia, and I see this young kid with a uh, North Carolina guard patch on his on his sleeve. He couldn't have been. He was 19 years old. And I walked up to him. And I was like, hey, man, you from North Carolina? And he was like, yeah. I said, where are you from? He said, Statesville. I was like, you are not. Right? I mean, you're, you're, I'm, in, I'm in Saudi Arabia, right? He said, yeah, I'm from Statesville. I said, really? I said, I said, he said, you're a chaplain. And I said, yeah. I said, hey, what church do you go to? He said, Trinity Episcopal. And I was like, that's the church I grew up as My mom goes there. And I said, my mom's name's Sarah Borders. He's like, I know your mom, right? And so, you know, <laughs> who, who, who knew, right? You, you know, the Army makes things very small sometimes. So Sure does. Now, you, you do know that that uh, 30th patch covers more than just North Carolina, right? Uh, I'm sure it covers the Battle of Hastings from 1066 <laughs> and, and, and the Three Musketeers. No, uh, no, French, no, no, French no, Foreign no, Legion, no, 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 no. Right? The, the French Foreign Legion, you know, they got their awards structure from British us, SAS, right? Yeah. We, we did run into them a few times, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy, back to you. Enough shenanigans with Brad. So, so you... Tell us a little bit more about your time of service. What's a what's a fond memory that you have uh, while you were in? What's something you look well, back fond on? Fond memory would be Fagan. What's something you look back on and, and you just it just makes you laugh or, or you you reminisce about? Well, you know, you think about it when we deployed back in two thousand three through two thousand four, just some of the shenanigans that happened during the Moog train up. You know, we we hit uh, Title 10 one October and actually didn't go over to um, to Kuwait in preparation to go to Iraq. Uh, what, 29 February, we made it there. You know, um, just the, the hardships of it seemed like all the time we were always out in the field doing PT, you'd come in, and then you'd have, you know, like Olsen who'd be late for every drill. Uh, not drill, I'm sorry, for every formation. Next thing you know, he's in the back of the formation digging holes. <laughs> uh, remember the one time that we did, you know, 200 jumping jacks? I do remember them. That was and, uh, one uh, Guilford Johnson that was uh, oh, leading was the way on yeah. that one. Yeah, <laughs> Guilford Johnson. I know that guy. <laughs> uh, 200 jumping jacks. That sounds um, like a warm-up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Mariah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just a warm up. For the yeah, Marine Corps. my my favorite memory of First Sergeant Steyerwalt, we were, we were getting ready to uh, deploy, and uh, we were getting a uh, weekend pass out to uh, Fayetteville, and and First Sergeant gets up on the steps at Old World War II barracks, so he's kind of you know about a, a full person, you know, he's kind of his feet are at our our heads and hands on his hips, and and he says, "Men, you got to watch out for them IUDs out there." <laughs> <laughs> we lost all discipline. It was just yeah, nobody, sure. nobody sure. could stop laughing. I'm sure. And he's like, "What's wrong with you, man?" Yeah, he didn't know what he had said, <laughs> did he? Yeah. yeah. And a weekend pass for you guys in Fayetteville—that's a recipe for disaster, anyhow. It was a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I can yeah. I can feel the fifteen six investigations yeah. coming now. There so. were numerous uh, numerous soldiers that did not make it through the deployment to Iraq with us. They they never saw Kuwait because they didn't get out of Fayetteville. They got sent home. Um, 
They didn't get sent home. They got they landed in a new home called the Gray Bar Hotel. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, that's why they call it the Nasty Garden, right? Uh, well, for yeah. some, yeah. for some, yeah. So, um, Andy, what's uh, tell us about some of the things that you learned while you were in service, and and things that you'll carry with you into uh, civilian, you know, career and civilian work. Well, you know, just as as a joke, you know, for a funny story real quick, one thing that we were taught was you can never out drink a Moldovan. And there's actually two people at Purple Heart Homes that I know that out drink a Moldovan. That would be Tim Bates and Joel Douglas Dalton. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, Moldova is a little bit different. You know, for people that don't know, it's – you know, right next to Russia, it's a communist country where they vote their president in. And, uh, you know, I learned to have a good time and not always be serious with those two. So, you know, they made life a lot, stress, lot less stressful. Um, some things uh, that I've learned is there's a lot of people that don't follow through. They'll mention it, but next thing you know, it's just like empty promises. And I'm not saying that in like a negative way. It's just... I guess they get overwhelmed and they just don't finish what they say they're going to do. Mm. Um, so what so, you're saying you know, is uh, Bates and Dalton, <laughs> that when they say they're going to out drink a Moldovan, they are going <laughs> to see it all the way through. Is that what I just heard? That's what you just heard. That yeah. was what oh, I just yeah. heard. Certainly what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, and, I'm not sure how that carries into civilian work just yet, but I'm going to ponder that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and luckily for us is that we've got those two contained at one, one uh, organization in Purple Heart Homes now, and they're not, they're not both set loose randomly on society. You know, Tim is uh, leading the charge with the most uh, projects being completed and has been getting some phenomenal reviews from the veterans that he has been uh, leading their projects for. And so really, really proud of him. And Bates just came up to me yesterday. He goes, uh, you know how he talks. He goes like, hey, hey, uh, yo, man, uh, I need some money. I was like, what do you need money for? He's like, I got a, I got a, I got a war fighter, a Korean, a 94 year old Korean war fighter. I need some money for him. Got stabbed in the back. Um, the b- grenade blew up around him and, uh, he's a war fighter. He's a warrior. He's a hero. And, uh, I need some money. And I was like, well, that's a great story. I can, I can fundraise off of that. Right. And, uh, the, but he's, uh, he is, uh, relentless in his determination to, um, solve the problem for the veteran. I mean, he will not stop. Yeah, absolutely. And, and doing a fantastic job. All, all of the uh, team really is doing a great job. We've added a lot of new uh, team members over the last several months and expanding the reach and uh, certainly expanding the impact too. And so we're, we're really excited about that. And so, um, Andy, in, in the process, um, you you helped establish or helped work through that initial round of nation partner training with the Moldovans. What was that like for you? It was it was very unique because uh, what happened was when we went back there, me and those two guys, we went back in two thousand eight. Uh, when we got there at first, you know, they had us go into uh, the embassy into the secret room. They said, "Hey." This isn't an exercise. What the Moldovans are going to want to do is keep saying it's an exercise. And, uh, you know, just keep saying that, you know, it's just training. So at that time, what happened was the Moldovan army was under a, um, they were training for NATO. So they were like at a phase zero where for the NATO training, they self-assessed themselves and everything like that. 
so you know me and joel we were there and bates was there bates was just doing you know the camo and what's funny was when he was doing a camo he goes talks to him he's like hey where's your radios they had one radio you know what i mean <laughs> it's and hard then, to talk to people when you only got yeah. one radio so uh hey andy yeah, so that was over yeah hey we're going to jump into break here in about 30 seconds we're going to come back and continue that thought we're going to hear more about what you did in the army and then transition what that looks like for you what's what's the future hold for you and uh, we're really glad you re you're here with us, and uh, we'll hear from uh, Devin, maybe the project of the week uh, coming up. Uh, you're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes, and you can find out more about us at phhusa.org. See you in a few minutes. You are listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes, and you've got... Uh... Myself, John Galena, Brad Borders, and Devin Alexander here in studio. And then we've got retired First Sergeant Andy Sapala. I, I got to tell you, Andy, that just rolls right off the tongue. Retired First Sergeant. And I'm actually pretty doggone jealous. If I'd have stayed in another 10 years, I could have I could have been there with you. But I'm uh, really proud of you and uh, for, uh, for seeing it all the way through and, and really seeing it through well beyond 28 years, correct? Wow. Is that, is that right? Yeah, 28? 28 years. I think you probably would have made Sergeant Major or something like that. Yeah, you know, I doubt I that. Was a big mess up. I doubt that. He'd be telling people to stay off his grass. <laughs> oh, God. Put on that PT belt. Yeah, that's right. Chasing uh, people uh, riding their bicycle down Ardennes Boulevard. Saying, telling people to shine their desert boots. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, I always enjoyed shining my boots. I still shine I, my I shoes. Do well. I, I, I do as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed you shine your shoes. Yeah. I love shining boots. It's great. Yeah. It's good. It's good therapy. It is. It's very cathartic. It's sort of like making your bed. Maybe we should make. Maybe mm -hmm. we should make a uh, video about shining your shoes, shining like, uh, like the admiral beds. made his bed. Make your bed, shine your boots. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for our project of the week. We got Devil Dog Devin here with us, and he's going to share with us about the great work that the project management team at Purple Heart Homes is doing. Well, hello everyone. Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah, I can't say good morning anymore. No, you can't. We, well, you could. I it's could. morning somewhere. Yeah, it, I'm sure. It's like it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Hey, you, our, <laughs> our Alaska listeners, it might actually be a, a better time to listen for. It is. Yeah, how about that? So we did all this for you, Alaska. All right. <laughs> so uh, today's project of the week is actually an old project. And and uh, I'm bringing up a project from, from like two years ago. Um, it's... This veteran, uh, U.S. Army slash National Guard. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that for you, uh, Sapala. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> um, he, he, his house was just a complete mess. Um, and it, and uh, just, just like always, when, when we have a, a veteran who has substantial needs, we reach out to our, our other funding partners and we come at the project together so we can we can uh, share the burden of the load. And Habitat Humanity come out there with us and they they helped uh, with the HVAC system because his furnace was just dead. Um, he needed new windows. It's an older home. You know, those things are un not energy efficient. Some of them are broken. And uh, we, we put those in with, with donated windows and volunteer labor. And we, we put in a brand new ADA bathroom. Um, we just did all kinds of stuff for this veteran who, who greatly needed it. Uh, 74 years old Vietnam vet. And the reason that I'm bringing this, this story up from two years ago is I randomly answered the phone at PHH the other day. And 
what is going on there? Don't you worry about it. Joe's just under the desk. Don't worry about it. So, so I answer the phone, and it's it's uh, Wilford's wife, and and she just says, "Hey, I didn't want y'all to think that I forgot about what Purple Heart Homes did for us." Um, I was hoping that you could send us one of those envelopes in the mail. I said, one of those envelopes, ma'am? Yeah, yeah, one of those those donation envelopes. Oh. We we just we really appreciate everything you did. Yeah, nice. And we just want to pay it forward. That is cool. And so so I, I, I wanted to, to mention that here today that uh, these vet these veterans that we do these projects for it's not just a one-day thing. It's not just a, hey, we made an impact in their life today. We made an impact in their life from, from here on. They, they will always remember that the community cared enough about them to go out there and help them. And uh, we really appreciate each and every one of the veterans. And, um, and we know that they appreciate uh, all, all of our community uh, coming together and, and, and helping us to help them. That's cool, dude. You know, one of the things I, I can't help but think about, you know, when I hear about projects that we're doing with putting in new windows, new heating and air systems, uh, insulation, and things of that nature, is it's not just improving the quality of the life that, that's living in the home, right? It's not just improving the veterans' uh, comfort and, and their ease of living in their home, but it's also saving them money. It saves them money in their in their monthly budget, and that's that's got a huge impact across the board for for all the veterans that we serve. And so that's great news to hear that. And yeah, certainly, cool. uh, we have so many that just show their gratitude uh, in in various ways. We've had a number of veterans that have had sent artwork where they've made some type of you know little mementos of mm-hmm. Purple Heart Homes being in their project and they've mailed that to us and yeah, we, we get a lot of thank you notes too a lot I mean, of thank, I've got you, thank notes, you notes yeah. up Absolutely. on the wall of my office and uh yeah it just means a lot yeah. so uh, well um thanks Devin yeah. um Absolutely. Andy uh, next question for you do you have any embarrassing stories about John Galena and I'd, I'd be pleased to hear any of those <laughs> at this time so maybe not embarrassing story but I remember like uh <laughs> It was, so when we first got there, Charlie Battery was out of Lincoln and Statesville was our detachment. So we were both Charlie Battery. And, you know, there was just this little, uh, this uncomfortable, you know, like getting along. Well, uh, he'll remember it. So I was first platoon, he was second platoon. And next thing you know, you know, it was like raining and we couldn't do anything. And all of a sudden, like first platoon starts calling out second platoon. And then all of a sudden, we like all start running at each other. You know what I mean? And then it's like a big dog <laughs> look, pile. Looked like a Civil you know, War battle. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever met Church, but, you know, Church like <laughs> clotheslined me and I like. We call him Big Country. Yeah. And then, you know, it all, yeah, it all gets settled, you know. And then all of a sudden, we got one of the guys in my gun, Cole, and he's calling out Galena, like, come on, Galena, you know, and he, he was just going to like wallop the floor with him, all that stuff. It all got said and done. Galena won, and then like oh. after that, you know, it, it, there was a lot more cohesion then. Yeah, Campos and uh, so, and all the guys, we became really close friends, and that was the great, you know, great thing about it. You know, at the end of the day, you're all wearing green, you're all f- focused on the same mission, and and you know, you're in it together. And in so many ways, that's the way it is when you get out too, right? You're 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 all in that same same boat together. You're all trying to survive, take care of your families, build a life, and and find that peace in life. And so, 
you know, there's some uh, great uh, friendships and camaraderie there. And I'm constantly encouraging uh, folks that have never been in the military, you know, ask some of these questions about these funny stories, right? And it helps you gain some insight and some understanding and be able to relate to uh, the veterans that are important to you in your life. It's like that scene from Stripes where Bill Murray, they're having barracks talk. He goes, <laughs> he goes oh, I always know, knew why I wanted to be like you guys. It's the stories. It's the stories. And it is the stories. I mean, it's the stories that people tell and things that you never forget. And at the time, it was terrible sometimes. Sometimes it was just awful. And, uh, and then later on, you laugh about it, and, and you were really glad you went through it, you know. And, well, and, and the crappier it was, the better. Yep. And, Andy, I'll, I'll pay you a little bit later. I knew Brad was going to ask that, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll even up Andy, on the arrangement Next time later. you're up here, uh, tell me the good ones offline. So Yeah. I, I just love <laughs> well, how he you know, made John the hero of the story. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andy. Yeah, hey, we, know, got, uh, we got 30 seconds to it, break, it, Andy. There's probably a – Yeah, let's, let's go to okay. – we'll uh, go to break. The funnier story. Go yeah, we'll uh, we'll okay. go to break and uh, we'll come back and I want to hear the funniest story and then we'll talk about transition, what that looks like for you and uh, maybe some words of advice for others who are transitioning out. So you're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together with retired first sergeant Andy Sapala. Uh, we're presented by Purple Heart Homes. You can find out more about us at phhusa.org. Thanks for listening. I mean, Brad thinks this uh, this buff, like, buffer music is so good. We don't even need to talk to I do the like intro. I'm, I That's feel right. like I'm, a, I'm in an '80s movie, and it's a it's Joe, a it's Joe's a training jamming. montage video. It's like Rocky, you know, lifting chains and running through the snow. You know? We'll just like, like we'll make a video with you and on your bike <laughs> yeah, and like you going uphill with the rain in your um, face. Yes, ah, yes. All right, so you are listening to putting the pieces back together, presented by Purple Heart Homes, and we are have on studio with on? us in studio in? with us. Um, well, not actually. He's in. He's, <laughs> he's, on, he's online. On, he's, he's online, online in studio in studio yeah. with us here. Retired first sergeant Andy Sapala on and in and on and in. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you this 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 bumper music has has me all sorts of it's tore all up. I'm just, up. I don't, even, I don't up. even know what to think. Yeah, uh, and Andy's telling stories about me, and yeah, it's just it's fantastic. It's, it's crazy. Well, let's bridge back into Andy. Andy, uh, glad to have you back on the show again. And uh, tell us a little bit about what transitions looking like for you. And and after doing 29 years, and all you know is uh, you know being an AGR dude, a National Guard guy, deploying doing all that stuff, leading soldiers, making people better, improving their lives, and uh, what what in the world, what's next, man? What ended up happening is at the tail end of, you know, the career, they allow you to do this program at CSB, Career Skills Program, it's an internship, and I was doing an internship, and one of the hardest things during the transition was, you know, when you go from being an E8 and you are uh, pretty much like a, a human resources manager to an extent, you know, going to this, uh, this internship and next thing, you know, like just doing minuscule work, you know, they had me do dispositions of disposition was, you know, like filing paperwork just to get rid of it and, and damage, you know, to be destroyed. And then, you know, filing, uh, rewriting SOP standard operating procedures. It's just reformatting. So, you know, like for me, they would give me a tasking and, you know, you just focused on it. And next thing you know, you know, something that 
someone didn't do for a year, you got done in three days. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like for me, a lot of my frustration was just like, hey, you know, I'm a lot more competent about it, you know, and like even, um, you know, speaking with uh, the people that I was working for with the internship, you know, I just kept reminding them, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm a lot more competent than this. You know, they had me filing something. Uh, they were giving me a piece of paper saying, hey, people that don't work here anymore, pull them out. So the piece of paper they gave me was like a year old. And it's like, you know, do you guys not have a, uh, you know, a, an org chart, you know, an organizational chart? That way, you know, who works there and everything else like that. Well, you know, um, I finally got one a little bit more accurate. And, you know, Galena can tell you I was a pretty good E4 when it came down to, uh, you know, being able to sham a little bit. So <laughs> and then, you know, became an E8 later. So I'm, I'm filing and I'm, I'm pulling all this stuff out and. You know, this is after being there for, you know, 60 days and I get all the stuff I put it and I get done. And uh, the lady that I was working for, I knew she was lazy. So I go over there. I was like, I'm done. She looks at me. She gives me this crazy eye. And she's like, you're done already. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let me tell you, this is like the fourth, fifth time that I told you I was an E8. You know, I, I focused on and all this other stuff, you know, got done in like four hours. Well, what I didn't, what I did fail to tell her was like, hey, I only did the first two, uh, to drawer of the five uh, drawer file cabinet because uh, the way I see it was like, hey, you know what? You ain't focused on doing this within the last 18 months. Why am I going to give as much effort as what you are? And, uh, you know, she starts like looking at it and she only looks at the top two because, you know, she was an elderly lady. And then she looks at, you know, like a couple <laughs> on the, uh, the other five that I, I was like, hey, I put those here, you know, within the first week, did this, this, all of a sudden she just rolls her eyes at me, you know locks it up and just like walks away so you know <laughs> shortly after that it was like hey you know i'll just sat there and not did much so you know like one of my one of my uh hardest things about you know the transitioning is the whole fact of you know sometimes people don't want to listen to what you have to say or, or even find out about you your experiences it sounds like a you george know? costanza story from seinfeld <laughs> I just sat there and did nothing. Yeah. yeah, I got it all done in like four hours, and I was done for the rest of the week. I've yeah. heard that story three times. And I, I laugh it. every time. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. That's fantastic. So, Andy, so, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, the moral of this story, Andy, for our listeners, the moral of the story is: if you want the veteran to do something and to do it all the way through, what is what is what does the employer need to do? <laughs> I mean, for me, I mean, you know, have a plan, you know, here it is. Right? <laughs> have a plan. You know, start don't, with the bond don't, don't, don't act like I'm stupid. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, you know, here it is. When they gave me something minuscule and it didn't look like they would ever give me any more responsibility. After that, it's like, hey, why am I really here? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. what, difference, what difference am I making when you haven't done it in 18 months? You're going to give it to me. And I know you really ain't going to check it anyhow, you know, <laughs> right. and during the internship, I mean, I was getting paid by the military, so I was getting paid, but I wasn't getting paid from that organization. And it's like, Hey, you know what? Hmm. All these other people, this lady's just here, you know, talking about getting her nails done and all that stuff. And I was like, hmm. you know, what? It, just, it ain't worth it. <laughs> so what's happening now with you? I mean, you're, uh, you're out of the internship, I guess, right? He's out of the internship. So what's yeah, happening? He's got, he's got really big plans. What are the, what are the big he's plans? He's been recruited. 
Oh, I heard he's been recruited. Is that by a fine organization? A very fine organization with a great plan and, and knows how to keep so, sham shield people so in line. Let me, uh, the, there, there has to be like some kind of disclaimer here because I'm imagining the team from Moldova together in one organization. Which could be horrible. Well, technically, the Moldovans are still in Moldova. <laughs> yeah, but um, the team that trained the Moldovans, yes, is now in one organization. Yeah. So, are we making an announcement here? Well, I, uh, Andy, what are your plans? Uh, so, you know, I, I got <laughs> to talk to somebody on Friday. You know, if I, if I'm not Friday, it's uh, I. I can't remember what day. So uh, there's been discussion about me coming uh, to Purple Art Homes and assisting and being, you know, John's personal assistant. You know? <laughs> and so you still have some kind of separation. What's that? that I'm just laughing really loud. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, so there would still be, a, a, you know, a separation because if you look, Tim Bates is all the way in the warehouse. Yes. Then you got Joel Douglas Dalton. <laughs> He's like up there in like the front part of the warehouse. And then you'll have me at the head shed, you know. That's right. Working straight across from uh, Galena. Yeah. John. You'll be you lording, know, you'll be lording power over them. Yeah. <laughs> You that's know, a so lot better than filing. That's, that's an E8 job. An E8's job is making coffee, right? right now. I can hear it right now. This is a, here, this conversation. Gonna, Sapala, I can hear it right now. Coming out of your office. Sapala, give me some coffee. Don't put, in, well, I mean, you put you creamer in my coffee. I'll be in the same office as him. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, that is amazing. I mean, my, my biggest plan right now, Brad, is like, the first day that I get there, I'm taking that that little mini refrigerator out and I'm thawing that thing out because you can't even open up the freezer. <laughs> you, you mean so? Yeah, he's been in there doing a uh, a first sergeant inspection. Yeah, he, he, he knows he knows oh, everything that's going on. Well, the the interesting thing is, is that we've got Mangum there. We've not talked about Mangum, right? Well, we could. Oh, we definitely can. Yes. And I know he's listening right now because he's texting me about Sapala and, and how worried he is. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we 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 spent the most time, Sapala and I spent the most time with then Captain Mangum because he was trying to straighten us out. Oh, gosh. And, and look how well we turned out, right, Andy? Right. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, he, you know, the time that I was going to do mutiny from Mangum, you know, you'll hear Mangum's story. Sapala goes in. Sapala goes into the commander's office and says, if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to quit and I'm going to take the whole battery with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like this is, no, this is like Mangum's <laughs> first week of. First week on the job as the commander. And E4 is telling him he's going to take the entire unit with him. Oh, E4 Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I stand at attention when you tell me you're taking so go all ahead soldiers. And check your phone. You'll be, that's not exactly what I said. But, you know, because of FCC constraints, I can't say exactly what you said. <laughs> There's some Oh, my gosh. This is, I mean, so this is all new news to me. I did not know. This is a song done deal. It's uh, we we got to finalize a few things. We got to we got to dot the i's and cross the t's. But what's the, what's the start date? Do we know the start date? Uh, we have a projected start date of the twenty second, twenty uh, first of August. Okay. 
That's yeah. outstanding. Well, good. I'll make sure I'm on vacation that week. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so that the transition, so I don't have to hear the fireworks. Well, uh, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to come in and handle the filing that needs to happen in your office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't do that. I haven't looked at it in 18 months. Well, the only thing, the only thing that you'll need to look at is the top two drawers. And that's true. I don't yeah. do much filing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, that's, that yeah, is really yeah. good news, man. I mean, all I need is a place to put some of my stuff at. So, you know, just a little table, maybe a bucket, you know. <laughs> oh, bucket. <laughs> just need a bucket. What do, what do you put in the bucket? FCC. I mean, I'll sit on the bucket. I'll sit on the bucket. We give me one of them little dove hunting chairs. So well, you know, it's little... sort of yeah, like when we were. Down. I mean, I see. I see all those LSU buckets that ain't being used. Uh, that's so, true. Know. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, well let's say we got, a, we got less than a minute before we end the show. It has been one of the most interesting shows that we've ever had. <laughs> and, and I think the whole... the and whole, everything you were worried about didn't happen. The key to the show has been the music. Oh, yeah. And, the music and has definitely, should, definitely the, had an impact. Yeah, and we should end with that music just to take everybody into their Thursday evening. And so... Um, so you have been listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. We are thankful for all our listeners' support and thankful for all you do in your community to support your veterans. And we look forward to being back with you again next week, uh, where, again, we will have a special guest. We've got Rick Goforth from the Combat Veteran Motorcycle Association going to be awesome. joining us, uh, Air Force pilot, and uh, we're, we're excited to have him on the show. 